Showtime, episode 24. My name's Hobbit Bless, and with me is the star-spangled man with a plan, Joel Young. <laughs> wow, what a nice change up there. And I, and I have the wink-wink on that one, where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, just tro- I'm just trolling you, man. I'm just trolling you. <laughs> I, I, I love it. No, I love it. I love it. Stay sweaty, guys. Uh, it's good to be with you all here on the Nolo 10 Podcast, episode 24. Wow, we're almost at the 25 mark, man. Yeah, yeah, we're we're almost there, man. Time's flying. I know. We're, we'll hit that before the end of the month for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it's I I could just remember the first time you and I just had a casual conversation about like what this could mean and wow, how much we've improved when you look back. I know, I know. I was actually just listening to uh, our episode zero, and it's it's insane, man. We have really come. Uh, Come a long way, both you know the the way we we talk and 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 the way we handle the news and topics. It's 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 good to see you know the improvement. So kudos to us, right? That's right, man. And here's to you, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joe. Uh, we got a we got a super super packed episode yeah. this week. So we're just gonna try and fly through our um, through our WhatsApps. So I'm going to leave it to you because you went to see Thor Ragnarok and I want to hear what you have to say about it. All right. So I saw Thor Ragnarok last weekend um, and it was a very, very, very good movie. Uh, I actually believe that it's better than Guardians 2. I'll say that straight off the bat. Uh, I believe, and this is a very bold statement to make, but I believe it is the most fun marvel movie that has come out and mind you there are the marvel movies in general are fun like they're 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 not they're not depressing they're they're movies that you you're you're genuinely entertained by but the reason i say that about this movie is like okay for those if you know the comics you know that ragnarok is essentially means the end of all things that's it pretty much it's it that it's it's it it, they and they start the movie very clear explaining this is ragnarok this is the end this is what this means destruction death i mean terrible stuff and some really you know stuff some interesting stuff actually happens in this movie um that you know you it's easy for you just to blink and be like oh my goodness are they like is, is that for real like like dead isn't dead that's all i'll say and yeah it's like yeah that's that's what happened but um but even with these dark stuff going on it's like it handles itself like it's it's a joke. Like the whole story is a joke. But I don't mean that in a negative way where it's like, oh, it's not taking itself seriously. Like it's actually like so much fun. And and the way Thor is in this movie, like in the other – I don't have a problem with Chris Helmsworth at all. I think he's, he's a fantastic Thor. I've loved him from the first movie. Um, but the one thing I haven't liked with the portrayal of him, and I'm not blaming him necessarily, you know, it's just the way the stories are being portrayed, is that they've always portrayed him as this very, um, like, you know, for lack of a better word, stupid. You know, he's the stupid blonde guy, you know, going around. And Thor's supposed to not be, you know, he's not supposed to be Tony Stark or Bruce Banner or something, right? He's not supposed to be the, the brightest Avenger. Um, but he is someone that is not like, He's not. He's not stupid. He's just you know. He's just more war, war, and 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 might you know knowledgeable than anything else. But in this movie, he looks like he's having a good time. He knows what he's doing, and um, and it just the way he plays off a of banner. Oh my goodness, Bruce Banner is so good in this movie. Oh my goodness, nice. 
Mark Ruffalo brings him to life both in his CGI performances and his regular performances. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I heard, I think it was the Angry Joe show was talking about it. And they were saying, it's like, man, I just want to just leave the CGI Hulk. He's great. I don't want to see Mark Ruffalo as Banner. But then... But then he came on the scene, and it was like, "Oh my god, he's great too." That, that's yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. that's perfectly worded. I didn't even hear that yeah. read, but that's literally perfectly worded because like it's so much fun as this regular Hulk, and then like when Banner comes in, it's a different portrayal of Banner. So this director, like, he really took the time to reset this whole Thor thing. Like it has it it doesn't even like care about the other movies. Um, it's just it's its own thing. And I actually, yeah. even the director actually said a statement where it's like, I, I want to do Thor. Um, I want to do like the, the Thor sequel or something was this word that he said. And ba- essentially what he's saying is like he want like he's reset this world like that. He actually wants to do like almost like this is being the first one of a new trilogy almost like. So, okay. um, I mean, I, I'm not saying they're going to do that by any means, but it just I'm just saying by what what they're what they did with this one was just such a unique stand on its own. You don't even have to necessarily have seen the other Thor movies. I think it's always beneficial to know what's what's actually fully going on with these characters. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a really good movie. Um, you know, some you, some things that I expected to see, I didn't didn't see. Um, some comic book references <laughs> on my way to the theater. I was talking to someone. I said, "Okay, like I hope to see." And I'll say I'll say what I hope to see. I'm not going to say where, what, when. But one well, of the first thing that says, you know, I hope to see uh, if Surtur's in this movie. I hope they talk about the Eternal Flame. Okay, that's that's there. I'm not, you know, that uh, I, I said. Well, if if they're gonna have, uh, you know, what happened in the last few movies, I hope they talk about the things that are in Odin's vault, like the, you know, the, he still has the Tesseract. They made it very clear it was separate from the Power Stone when they gave it to the Collector. And, yeah. and what about the 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 Infinity Gauntlet. Well, the Gauntlet they, was there, yeah. They yeah. they they clearly addressed that one. Is all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, and and uh, you know you you have other other things. Um, I forget there was another thing. Oh, there was I thought Beta Ray Bill. Like all this little stuff. I mean, I'm I'm not going to spoil anything about who, what, when, where, or what what it looks like. But there, it was a really solid movie all around for the fans, and I think as a film, and it's still the highest rated uh, Marvel film sitting up there at 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so I'm really, really proud of, of, of this film. And I can't say enough, but go out there and see it, guys. That's awesome. I can't wait. To, I can't I can't really wait to see it. And unfortunately, you probably have to wait until it comes out on, on Blu-ray. But I, I can't wait. What, like, what? I heard so many good things about it that it was one of those things that I wish I just, could just go see that, that now and then and, and be in line for uh, Justice League and then see star wars on release night i wish i had i had the not, not the not the means but the the ability to do that <laughs> uh, I, I, I i really wished but yeah no uh, the other thing i did also want to add for those that are that are going to maybe go see it after they hear what i'm saying right now like i actually would recommend seeing it in 3d um and and i don't usually say that about a lot of these movies i'm not you know crazy with them because there's a lot of them that are just 3d and they're not they're nothing um but like <laughs> I, I'm like in the beginning of the movie, like you're literally like Thor's throwing Mjolnir, and like you're actually following Mjolnir as it's going around, kind of like that scene in Avengers where like Caps like throws his shield and you follow his shield or whatever in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Like you actually okay. follow his 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 
camera going around. And there's plenty of 3D scenes that I wish, like, if people could just watch those scenes just in general in 3D. Um, so that's another thing I would add in there if you're going to go see it. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, so I, what, haven't, I haven't watched a movie in 3D in a very long time. I remember that I, w- I went to watch the first Thor on IMAX. That was, you know, whenever that came out. So uh, I think that's probably, I want to say that's probably the last 3D movie I actually saw in the movie theater. Nice, a rainbow bridge yeah. in 3D, man. Yeah, it looked it looked real nice on, on IMAX. So I can just imagine, you know, because these movies have progressively gotten uh, better budgets and, and, and better effects, of course, with, you know, technology uh, changing. So I am really excited. I can't wait to see it. Um, and I, I have, yeah, I have heard very positive things and I am, I'm hyped because like you said, the other Thor movies were, were fine. They were not, you know, they're not going to set the world on fire. They were, they were good, but just hearing the, the positivity around this movie, it just makes me so happy. So I really want to check it out. Good man, you 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 do it do it when you can. But uh, yeah. I, I am curious about what uh, you got to do because I know you got to see another Marvel movie this weekend. Yeah, I know. I know it's a it's been a what uh, about six four months maybe since July. That yeah, that uh, that Spider Man Homecoming came out, and I finally got to watch it over the weekend. On uh, I actually got the four K Blu Ray, and I totally forgot that that movie was actually put out by Sony, not Disney. Um, yeah so i totally forgot about it so but the uh, transfer is fine because sony knows what they're doing when they come when it comes to their movie transfers um so the transfer was great and the movie looks good it sounded phenomenal um well, just on, on the visual part of of what the the 4k blu-ray was it was great the movie itself i think it fell victim of hype um it was good don't get me wrong. It was really good. I I really enjoyed it. It was the humor was good. Um, my, Michael Keaton was excellent. Everything was was good. I have zero gripes with the writing and uh, the way the movie looked and how it progressed. But I think it was it was a victim of overhype. I was expecting it to be like, oh my god, this is gonna be like really freaking good Spider Man. There's gonna be better than Spider Man too. And it, and it, I, I would don't want to say it fell flat because it didn't. It's I, I, again, it's a very good movie, but I, I think I was expecting it to be like crazy good, and it was it was good. No, nothing wrong with it. There's absolutely, like I said, I didn't find anything wrong with it, but I think it was a, a bit of a hype, at least in in my opinion. And, and and that's a fair statement to say because I think some people were just kept using the words it's a really good movie it's a really good movie it's a great movie it's the best Spider-Man you hear all those those kinds of words and I feel like the perception of that is different depending on who you're talking to or how you interpret what you know what's being said um for me when I convey that I believe that it is the best Spider-Man movie and when I say that I I really think this movie is great I say that in the context of the deliverables of giving us the Spider-Man that I grew up reading, the Spider-Man that brought me into Marvel. That's true. So I'm coming from a place of like, like, okay, I know they can do more and they can do better, and I believe it's coming, but 
it's for me, it was like the prodigal son has returned. And I don't mean it just in the sense of the property being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the proper treatment of the character. Um, so that that's for me where I was coming from. But for, depending on who you talk to, like, you know, they might look at it as it like, okay, a little underwhelming and sequential or whatnot. Yeah, it wasn't overwhelming. It was it was just that um I again I don't want to say it's flat because it's it's not. It's it's good, man. And it's really hard for me to explain because it's a good movie. But <laughs> but it, it was it was very methodical. It was very uh I want to say cookie cutter because it was like it it, it was very safe. That's the right word. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a good okay. that's a good yeah, that's the right word to say. It yeah. was very safe. And that's a, kind of like how The Force Awakens is a phenomenal movie, exactly. but it's a safe movie. I, yeah. I respect that. I respect yeah, that. That's exactly right. Just like The Force Awakens, it was safe. It was good, but you know, it was very it was very, you know, uh, they didn't take any any crazy risks um with it. That being said, um uh Tom Holland. So okay, so Toby Maguire was a great Peter Parker, but he wasn't a great Spider-Man. Uh, and then the other dude, what's his Gar- face? Andrew Garfield. Oh, Garfield. Thank you. Uh, man, I keep forgetting his name. and I he, He's forgettable, and that's it, for good reason. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? So, But he was, a, he was a terrible Peter Parker, but he was a great Spider-Man. Uh, and Tom Holland actually manages to do both. He's a, he's a good Peter Parker, and he's a good Spider-Man. So that's, you know, that's, that's, uh, when it comes to, to add the actual actor, I think Tom Holland is the best out of the three. Oh yeah. That, oh, I mean, know, we found that out from civil war, in my opinion, the short yeah. clips we got there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like there's like, to me, there's no question again, nothing against Toby, but Toby was not a great Spider-Man, but he was a, a, a great Peter Parker. And then, and then Garfield was a, 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 an awful Peter Parker. Oh my God. And then, and then. And then they're great Spider-Man. When he was on, in, in suit, he was a great. But but then Holland manages to actually kind of like blend both and get the best out of both and be and be his own thing too. You know, he wasn't he wasn't it was like, oh, I'm gonna try to do this like Toby and I'm gonna to try and do this like like uh like Andrew. I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna kinda like mix it and add myself in it. And I think that was actually great because I really, every time that he was in, I really enjoyed him. Um, I, I'm glad that um, uh, that Stark is not in the movie as the marketing led you to believe. I which, told you. Which is great. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of like, I'm actually happy that Happy was the one that had more screen time. Cause, uh, cause John Favreau was great. <laughs> so, oh, he's great! Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah. So every time, every time he showed up, it was like, oh, it was like, oh yeah, it's happy. It's it's gonna be a great scene now because he's happy. on the scene. So <laughs> what, what about Pep? What about Pepper Potts showing up in the end? I think that was a shock to me. Uh, that was yes, I was not expecting it, and I it was like I saw it and then, and I told my wife, I was like, oh my god, she's back! And I was like, I did, thought she was never gonna come back. That's what I'm saying. I never thought we'd ever see her again. Yeah, but there's a the thing is that she was at the uh, um at the Infinity the War at the Infinity War film. Uh, there's some pictures that she she's in in the in Infinity War. Yeah, yeah but yeah. The, the thing about when those pictures came out, Spider Man had already the movie had already came out, so I already like knew that. 
Yeah. But if yeah, I didn't yeah. know that the movie was coming out and I hadn't seen, I, if I knew the movie was coming out, but I hadn't seen the movie yet and I didn't see that pictures. I mean, prior to that time, I was like, we're never seeing her as, as Pepper Potts. At yeah. least but. after Civil War, I wasn't expecting it, but uh, it was a, it was a pleasant surprise because uh, you know uh, she could be a weird person, but she's an okay actress. You know, she's not bad. So yeah, it's it's, it's important to separate the art from the artist. That's always that's always key. <laughs> oh yeah, especially right now. <laughs> especially right now. Um, yeah, <clears throat> man, that ball keeps on rolling. It's awful. Uh, um, oh well you know the truth always comes out yeah yeah what i mean what can you do um but i did that and like i said i, I watched it on uh 4k hdr it looks pretty looks real nice uh the traf- transfer is good audio is good so we, when it comes to uh a, a showcase 4k blu-ray if you're looking for one which we're actually at the end of the show we're, we're gonna have a, a quick short section and we're gonna talk about a couple of things but this is like a show piece. If you if you have a, a brand new 4K TV with a with a new HD player, I think this is the movie to show to people because because it looks real nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, the other thing of note, Joe, that I did was uh, dip back into Marvel. I haven't played Marvel in a couple of weeks since I since I moved and had everything all over the place and everything was in boxes. So I'm finally settled in. And I got to play a little bit of Marvel over the weekend, just going back and testing out the the three DLC characters that came out. So that was uh, that was Black Panther, Monster Hunter, and uh, and Sigma. And Black Panther, I really like. He's really good. So they were saying I was like, oh, Black Panther is going to be like replacing Wolverine. It's like, hey, uh, kinda. I mean, he does have a a lot that feels like Wolverine, but he does have his own things. So he's not just a Wolverine clone or Wolverine replacement. So he's really fast, um, really quick with the slashes. He has some really good combos, really easy to learn too, because you can actually learn a lot of combos just by doing normals and just by following normals and then doing special followed by air combo. It's it's he's really easy to use and it's great. And, And he looks great too. Like that second costume, the um, his alternate costume where he has the purple armor, he he looks great. I wish other characters looked like him. Wow! Was, yeah, he looks good and he moves really good too. I yeah, it was it's a it's a solid choice. So um, he looks great. I don't. A lot of people are are really liking Monster Hunter. And she's really overpowered in a lot of ways, but she's really hard to use. So because she has a lot of moves and a lot of different things and charges and bow and arrow, you know, she has a, a, an immense variety of of, um, of attacks: uh, short range, long range, um, big hits, quick hits. I mean, it's a lot. So she's a really complex character, really good, but. I found I found her really east really hard to um, kind of like get real good combos for some reason. Uh, Sigma, on the other hand, is more like a tank. So you just walk. He's really slow, but his uh, hits do a lot of damage, and you can you know chain around a lot of his stuff. And he looks great too. Like all three characters look great. 
Uh, Monster Hunter, her face in some parts don't, doesn't look that great, but but she looks good too. And Joel, something really interesting because they release all the DLC costumes, right? Um, when the uh, when the, the three DLC characters dropped, about half of the roster got DLC costumes, and all those costumes look great. It's like what happened with the base. Uh, character models that they look so terrible and then the dlc costumes or the dlc models look really good <laughs> i was like they're actually making you pay for the graphic updates <laughs> kind of it's dumb uh, i don't know uh, I'm, I'm still liking it so i actually you know played arcade mode twice again and then did some training i really like that game man that game is really good you know again it's really unfortunate that It came out not the way it did because it came out feature complete and it's not on you know unlike Street Fighter V. But it's unfortunate that it looks the way it looks. It's unfortunate that the roster has the problems it has, but the, because the gameplay is so solid, and again, I'm I'm still liking this game quite a bit, man. Yeah, yeah, I think the road leading into it, um, you know, is what kind of hurt it even more. Like, I mean, the product itself has it has its issues, as you've noted, but I think the negative publicity leading into it was like, oh my goodness, what's wrong with the way these people just look? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. before people even playing the game, that, that's affected it. But I'm glad to hear from you that the game is still fun and enjoyable. It's fun. It's just fun, man. So um, I'm looking forward to see what they do. Um, I'm actually looking forward to Street Fighter's Arcade Edition when it comes out too. So oh, I'll, yeah. let you, I'll let you guys know how that is. Uh, but Joe, let's move right along, man, because we have a ton of stuff to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, just real quick, I wanna, I wanna uh, just give a quick update that. Um, remember last week, I mentioned that um, Arc System Works was gonna open their uh, US-based office, right? And that's right. And uh, speculation was like it's gonna be a PR office and it's gonna be, you know, localization office. So it turns out, Joe, they're actually publishing games. Out of that office, <laughs> out of that office. Wow! So, see, <clears throat> so they they announced that uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle will not be published by Axis, which basically publishes, I'd say, eighty percent of of the Arc System Works games. So Axis is actually going to publish their own game. So that's huge. Because that means that they cut the middleman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they still have their agreement with Namco, and I'm assuming that whatever comes out next for uh, Blaze Blue proper and possibly Guilty Gear may be still published by Axis. Uh, don't know. Um, because Axis has a lot of... Um, their Axis is probably the best uh, localization... Um, office right now from you know from localizing games from japan to uh from japanese to english uh they are probably the best out there um maybe second to sega uh sega has been always legit when it comes to localizing games so yeah very interesting i i, I, I really want to see where they're going with this 
I love this update because, I mean, we, we were literally just talking about this and we speculated and speculated and I was like, well, you never know what this means for the future. And, well, the future is here. We're yeah. publishing games here. It's amazing. Yeah. And they, they did announce that um, that the game is also coming out for Switch, the uh, the um, Bliss Blue Cross Tag Battle. Yep. So it's coming to Switch. So pretty much right now, um, Arc System Works is, put, is putting out games on on every platform except Xbox. Because oh. <laughs> their games are coming out for PC. Uh, of course, PS4 is their biggest market. And then uh, they're going to start putting games out on the Switch. So, wow. yeah. Um, yeah, by the way, Joel, uh, Xbox One X came out. Um, it did? Yeah. Uh, it sold, I think, okay. I went to my local um, Best Buy. The gate day was released. And there were still units out there. So, I mean... I, it's probably sold out by now, but uh, but I saw. I mean, again, it's one of those things that it's 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 for at least for me in uh, my needs is really hard to justify spending five hundred dollars on this console. It's hard for me to justify spending four hundred dollars on the PS4 Pro, right? So, and that's you know, and that's my my platform choice. So, I mean, I'm I hope Microsoft though you know do okay with this thing and it, it, they they're really pushing it like it's a it's a new release and you know basically a new beginning uh and that's what they needed to do because um the the brand took a a pretty substantial hit so i'm hoping they do okay um it's it's a little expensive again and i, I for me personally i can't justify uh spending 500 on something that i'm probably not going to use um but <laughs> uh but yeah, it's I think, I, yeah, I think the hype coming out from it is really just from its fan base, and I'm happy for them. You yeah, know, yeah, I think that that's where they made the this console for, and they made that very clear when they announced it. It's like the people <laughs> who are going to buy this are going to be those who are truly hardcore Xbox fans and want this powerful machine, and it is really powerful. And you know, I kept looking yeah. over on social media and seeing different responses, and there's a lot of people who are just like, "This thing's blowing the PS4 Pro out of the water," and all this stuff, and. It's like, guys, like the PS4 Pro is not meant to be a new console. It's just meant to be an additive if you want to have a 4K feature. That's all it's there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like this Xbox One X, like you had to put this out there just just to survive, to save the and brand. Like, yeah, yeah, to save the brand. Like PlayStation just did the PS4 Pro just for the sake of having options. Well, they, <laughs> you know, yeah, they did it. They did it for the funsies. They didn't have to do that. No, nah, they're yeah. they're doing just fine with their with their PS4 Slim lines now oh, yeah. and, and whatever and. And, and it will be fine during Christmas, and, and we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, and we'll move right along, Joe. We talked a couple of weeks ago about um, EA closing down Visceral and what the future was going uh, to be, what, what's gonna, what was going to happen to the Star Wars game that Visceral was working on and what was going to happen to the game that Respawn was working on. So it turns out, Joe, that breaking news – this has been breaking news day today too, man. It's been crazy. Yeah, um, we're just playing catch up. Um, it, so breaking news today: um, EA purchased Respawn for 455 million. Of course, Respawn came out of Infinity Ward, which are the original developers for Call of Duty. So this is basically there was a dispute with an with an Activision, and then. Um, some of the lead guys went on to create 
Respawn and they put out Titanfall on the uh, Xbox One and PC. And then they put out Titanfall 2 on everything uh, afterwards. And and then they announced that they were making a single-player adventure game uh, with a Star Wars license published by EA. Um, well, it came out today that um, EA purchased them. And there's um, insider rumors that they are working on two projects. They are working on Titanfall 3. And uh, they are working on uh, a Destiny type of game featuring Star Wars characters or based in the Star Wars universe. Um, <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. No, you're, you're, you're fine. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I'm still in question over this, this type of style game, this Destiny style game that we've talked about, like. Explain to me how this is going to be, how how unique this is going to be from like the audience for um, obviously Battlefront and whatnot. Like, explain to me these differences. Yeah, well, so okay, so games as a service, um, as they're as they're known, is basically like like games like um, like Destiny and then uh, popular games like I would consider uh, player player unknowns Battleground. Uh, a game as a service where it's basically uh, you're in the universe. It never ends. You just keep doing missions and you buy stuff, right? So you use real money to buy in-game, not content, but in-game items. Um, so the difference between those type of games versus say something like Battlefront is like Battlefront is a lot more competitive, Uh you know, they you can have a, a team death match, and there's a clear winner, right? Um, gotcha. Versus the model that these games have, that it's you know basically is going to keep you hooked in, hooked in 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 in, in perpetuity if if you get into it. Uh, they just keep making money out of it, um, and then uh, it, this all comes because Activision came out and said. We are making, uh, I think, like four billion dollars off of Overwatch and Destiny microtransactions, um, which is they're actually changing the term. I, I think I saw something that Acti- Activision is not using uh, the term microtransactions anymore. They're using uh, they're using something. I think it's like PRA, which is like like player revenue something yeah and then they're just <laughs> using that term uh, as a business is you know it's a business term but yeah um but they're making a ton of money man so if 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 ea pulls out uh you know a licensed game say a star wars game to compete against destiny and they can at least get some of that player base over they're just gonna make a ton of money uh, and since EA has these rights to the Star Wars, you know, gaming properties, like mm-hmm. they're just basically trying to launch as many different types of styles successfully. And having someone like you know the creators from Titanfall, like that's a game that yes, it has mixed like responses, but I'm sure it's a, it's pretty solid. So you know, it makes sense for them to get somebody who has experience in the business. Yeah, yeah. And I I am curious to see where this is going, um, especially coming in the heels of uh, 
of the closure of visceral games that visceral, yeah, yeah i mean what i mean is 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 this is this rip spawn basically it's like you know it's like is is respawn dead in a couple Ooh, of year yeah. in a couple of years you know after ea gets what they want out of them which is kind of like what ea does which is unfortunate yeah. um and and i'm i'm just curious to see where they're going with this and a lot of companies are pursuing games as a service. I I have nothing against it because it's it's part of the evolution of gaming. I'm not you know I'm not gonna be there and and, and be there. Oh no, there's DLCs the devil and this you know you know what it's there if you want to buy it that's great. If you don't you don't have to you know that's it. Yeah, and that's to me that's end of discussion. <laughs> that's I don't I don't you know everyone can do with their money whatever they want and so. I, I really I really want yeah. to see where EA is going with this. I I'm I'm very very curious. Um, I know that he, Microsoft. I I also heard that Phil Spencer was saying that Microsoft is going to be looking into buying studios so they can have content for for Xbox. But Microsoft has a terrible track record with studios too. You know, like EA. It's like they look look what they did to Rare. They still hold on to Rare because if they close down Rare, like fans are gonna freaking revolt. And oh yeah, and but they they've closed you know Lionhead. They closed a, a lot of their studios. They just close them down. And I think Microsoft right now has just Microsoft Game Studios and Rare. Basically, I mean they don't they don't have anything else uh, studio wise. And because they just started closing everything down and just like EA is like, oh, I get this out of you and that's it. Um, and I, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm hoping, uh, well, regardless, the Respawn guys are going to walk out with a bunch of money. <laughs> so so <laughs> if they want to open a, another studio after that, they can. But I, where where's EA taking Star Wars? Where's... And, and, and also... We're gonna we're gonna actually kind of segue. Where is Disney taking Star Wars? Oh, because it looks like there's this is just not stopping. So take over, man. Yeah, the great segue there too, man. Um, so yeah, today breaking news, and I immediately was talking to you about this. I was like, oh my goodness, did you see this? Uh, they have announced that they are going to be doing, when I say they, Lucasfilm, Disney, have announced that they are going to be doing a new trilogy for Star Wars after Episode Nine comes out. Um, so, I mean, it's no secret. Like, we knew that, like, Star Wars is not going to just end after, after you know, the next, the last, you know, uh, you know, episode film comes out. We knew that there would be more. Um, but I didn't expect that quick of an announcement. I said maybe they'll give it a couple years to breathe and then like put out a new trilogy. No, it looks like they're jumping right into this full swing. Uh, and the biggest thing to come out of this is who is going to godfather this whole thing under the leadership of Kathleen Kennedy. It's none other than Ryan Johnson, the director of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Yeah. Obed, thoughts? So... Thoughts is that uh, Lucasfilm slash Disney is so confident that, let me reword this, 
executive saw already saw the last Jedi, and it it's probably really freaking good. And just to do Disney give uh, Ron Johnson the um, basically to spearhead this new project that's peak volumes because now we know that he's legit and <laughs> and he's probably and then the last jedi is probably is probably really really good man so it's i am pro- really excited <laughs> it's probably not your average sequel safe yeah, to say huh i i think i think it it i mean for disney to give to, to give them you know basically the, the hand them over star wars it's it, they have to be really confident that that this movie is not even not, not only going to be make you know an obscene amount of money but that fan uh reception is going to be overwhelmingly positive 100% agree 100% yeah. agree but you know i think this is a, a case where I call this that uh, Disney and Lucasfilm was playing a little game of I got you uh, simply because it, it, we, there was so much fan uh, conversations going on when it was announced that episode nine would be directed by J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. And people were like, what, what does that mean about Ryan Johnson and all this stuff? And guess what, guys? They got you. Ryan Johnson was obviously been having these contractual conversations with them for a very long time. And basically they were like, look, we love so much what you did with this movie that it's like, yes, we're going to basically give you a little bit of a break. We'll let JJ do this because he's got a lot on his plate to spearhead the next trilogy, Mm -hmm. which leads to speculation on what that trilogy could be. I, I have a high. I mean, I have uh, obviously this is just pure speculation at the moment because none of us have seen even ep- this latest episode, let alone even know what episode nine even yeah. is as yeah. a movie. But assuming episode nine has a has a, has a, a solid closure to the story of what of what they're doing, my personal belief of the new episodes is that look, they've given us the the the, the they've given us these you know the the original films. They've given us these future these future films now that are coming out now. Obviously, we had those prequels that are not that that great, and we don't want to talk about. Uh, but I think the thing that they can give us is an origin, and I strongly, strongly, I would say seventy percent believe that they are gonna that they can go in the direction of the old republic. You think so? I strongly believe it. Um, I really hope that's actually something that they do. I think that, you know, they can, instead of, you know, just trying to continue on a new front, a new front, going back to how the Jedi Order began and like how it's been said in the lore for multiple, for a long time that the Sith had an army, like showing us the army of the Sith that had happened and showing us like how, um, you know, how the Jedi and Sith, how they battled back in the day. And, And then my, Genuine hope is that they would actually show uh, Darth Bane and and this and, and basically give us the storyline of how Darth Bane, you know, he kills off the entire Sith army and, and the the beginnings of the there can only be two and what did that mean by there can only be two and and all those really cool like playing with these this the dark side and playing with the light. Um, man, I really hope the Old Republic is the direction they go. Um, and and the other thing, Obed, that you probably have 
Um, I don't know if you heard this too, that in regards with this announcement, not only did he talk about the new trilogy, but it also came out that they, Disney is going to be putting out a Star Wars TV series that's going to come out on their new streaming service as well. Oh, wow. I did not hear that one. Yeah, yeah. So they did also, not only were they announcing the new trilogy, but they also, in regards to their announcement, put out there that they are going to be having a new TV series um, that's going to be developed and coming out, they said, after, uh, coming out, I believe they said in 2019 is what they said it's going to actually okay. come out. Okay. So they're they're moving that along pretty quick. Whatever they have in, in plans there, I hope that's not the Old Republic. I hope the Old Republic is actually treated as a trilogy of films. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll see what that means also from them getting into the TV space. I'm very cautious about the TV um, for, for this kind of property. But, you know, more Star Wars is a yeah, good thing. Yeah, um, the, the thing that... Um... I I actually think the uh, the opposite. I think the the series should be the Old Republic, because I think the movies or or the movies. Uh, so I heard what what I've heard, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that this will be a brand new thing, not following the Skywalker saga, right? Yes, yeah, that's okay. what I've heard too. Um, but I believe I believe that the movies should somehow still be connected to. Not you know it doesn't have to be focused on the Skywalkers, but somehow connected to it. Um, and then uh, Old Republic, I think TV gives you an opportunity to explore that that part of the Star Wars universe in in more depth because you can do a lot of things with 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 TV that you can do in movies. You can you know have a lot more exposition, uh, you know, story exposition. And you can still have, you know, big battles and you can still have, you know, great effects. You know, Game of Thrones is the greatest example I can give you about, you know, that that's uh, that's like that. But I think I think the uh, if if they if they're going back and doing something with with the old republic, it should it should probably be something serialized versus this three this new trilogy would be you know focused on something new but still familiar right um because if you start doing the old republic you're gonna lose your your casuals it's like oh but what happened to look and what happened to shui and you know so they have to be very cautious they can't go into this hardcore star wars nerd type of stories on, on you know for the movies and then you know risk losing the casual audience so that's a, that's a good argument uh, i think that's that's fair to say um but man I, i'm telling you <laughs> if you're if you're gonna do an older public either you do a movie or you don't do it at all uh, because if, if you're gonna do a tv series I, I i'm telling you man there is so much material there that you would think okay it's great for television it would be downplayed i can so? tell you okay. yep um well let's uh well let's see let's see what comes out of that uh jill real quick and and kind of like a semi segue from from star wars so we guys all know that metal gear solid is my favorite video game series of all time and uh the movie has been in talks for for a while now jordan vote roberts that directed kong skull island um has the rights to direct the movie basically. And the movie finally got its writer, Joel. It's Derek Connolly, 
who wrote Jurassic World and it's now co-writing uh, episode nine with J.J. Abrams. Perfect choice. So he's a, he's a great choice. Um, and he's also wor- he also worked with uh, Vote Roberts on Kong Skull Island. Um, and something that you said that you were concerned with is that Aviarad is is the is the producer. Um, I know that Aviarad is a is a you know friend of of Hideo Kojima, and he was actually the one that hooked up Hideo Kojima with Kiefer Sutherland for uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. So, <laughs> uh, I am cautiously optimistic, I guess, about this movie. Because yeah. I really want this movie to be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, and that I like that I like that answer because it's like you, we understand the questions regarding it, but it's it's always good to be an optimist. I'm an optimist in life, in anyways. But when you look at his most latest movie to have come out, Avery Rod, that he directly produced, is like Ghost in the Shell. It's not a great look, uh, and he's the one who put you know he produced X Men: The Last Stand. And he's the one who produced the 2003 Daredevil. Yeah. And he's well, he, the he, one that produced the Amazing he, he Spider-Man. Takes, he takes risks, and and that's and that's and, good. I mean, uh, and but you know, you have to remember that he also did, uh, you know, like you said, the, he did the X Men, and he was a producer on on the first Iron Man, and you know, he's 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 been kind of hit and miss, but uh, for the most part, I think he's he's doing he's done okay. At least his movies don't freaking tank like uh, like Michael Bay, you know. <laughs> um, well, uh, the thing about Michael Bay is Michael Bay doesn't take financially no, by does, any means. That's true. Terrib- that's true. A terrible critical. Exactly. Critic thing. I mean, ta- tank, tank in the in the critical sense. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, no worries. Um, but I, I'm excited, man. I really want. I mean, the closest thing we have to a Metal Gear Solid movie is is Winter Soldier. And oh, that's Metal Gear Solid, yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I want to see, I want to see those characters. I want to see the characters come to life, and I want to see, you know, Shadow Moses, and I want to see Snake infiltrating the the facility, and him talking to, uh, you know, uh, Colin Campbell on the on the um, on the codec, and doing all this crazy stuff, and meeting Meryl, and oh my God, I just want to see this. And but I, I. I I just don't. I don't only want to see it. I want it to be good, um, and and that's what concerns me because in video game movies they normally don't tend to be really good. Uh, the only positive is that uh, Metal Gear Solid is basically written like a movie, so that may help with you know the pacing and uh, some other of the major issues that most video game movies have had when when getting made but i'm excited we'll see i'm hoping that this turns out okay so this could be be, obed the first solid video game movie (laughs) solid (laughs) wink wink (laughs) man one can only hope and speaking of hope joe this week something insane Uh, happened that filled us with uh, hope and then it got shut down, but not really. <laughs> yeah, is it really shut down? Oh, man. So this week, right away, there was these uh, reports coming out that um, Disney was in talks, or maybe still is, we'll see, 
uh, to purchase 21st Century Fox. I want to break this down specific in the sense that when when they were talking about purchasing 21st Century Fox, people were saying they oh they're t- they're gonna buy Fox. Okay, they were only gonna buy the film the their film division, including the um, actual uh, you know home. Uh, publishing uh, company, but they were not going to be touching their television. Um, there's actual legal laws that uh, uh, stop Disney from buying uh, Fox TV because they can't own ABC and own another one. There, there's some laws that would hinder them yeah. from doing that. They wouldn't own any of their sports channels or their um, or their news so channel. They, <laughs> or their news channels. Any, they wouldn't own any of those things. But the only thing they were interested in was their film division. So I'll make that clear. They weren't just buying Fox. They were buying 21st yeah. Century Fox. And what that means for us, the reason why we talk about getting excited is because reports also started to come out. I just read yesterday this, that the reason, the real underlying reason for this was actually being pushed by the Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige. He's actually was pushing for this um, on his side with the Disney execs, Bob Iger, because he's very interested in getting the X-Men yeah. back. Um so uh, contrary to his, you know, smooth talking in his interviews and we're fine without the X-Men and we have our own thing. We're good. We know you're fine, Kevin, but we all can dream because we're all fanboys and we know you're a fanboy at heart, too. So so, uh, you know, this means a lot in regards to Avatar. It means a lot in regards to uh, the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, Obed, tell me, man, please, is this thing going to happen? Oh, boy can dream. Man, I really want this to happen. So uh, just realizing it when we were talking about about the, uh, the the properties that were, you know, potentially coming over. Of course, there's uh, uh, all the Marvel, Marvel properties, not only the X-Men, but Fantastic Four uh, that I have been, you know, unfortunately destroyed, just dis- yeah, destroyed by Fox. Um, <laughs> and there's uh, Avatar, which... Coincidentally, there's Avatar property and not and and we're let's okay James Cameron's Avatar, not Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, just, just to be clear, <laughs> just to avoid confusion. Um, and and there's a of course they did you know the uh, the uh, Pandora section over at the Animal Kingdom that opened recently. So Avatar's already in Disney. So there's two properties that fo- that, that Fox, the 21st Century Fox owns, that are in Disney parks. You know, uh, Marvel stuff that's in Disney parks, uh, and then you got Avatar. I I think this this makes sense in a lot of ways. David. They've invested a lot of money. You don't just put an avatar like world per se. Oh yeah, <clears> and <throat> and you know and not, not try and get an opportunity like this. This makes sense. Like yeah, you're saying. and this was like kind of like what what Star Tours, which has been at at now Disney's Hollywood Studios, which potentially will have a name a name change announced soon. Um, that you know, whoa, Star Tours is in Disney. Oh, Star Wars is in Disney. So we always associated Star Wars with Disney somehow, right? Uh, because of the properties. Mm-hmm. It's like with the Muppets, right? And and, uh, and whatnot. So it eventually happened where, you know, um, because of brand longevity and, you know, Disney wants to have all their properties pulled together. 
And I, I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to consolidate properties and they're trying to bring all their properties back in. So, so they can, you know, um, again, Disney is very cautious of their brand and they are, you know, they, they take care of, of their brand. And uh, there's, like Disney characters can mix with other characters from other companies. You know, there, there, there's a zeal when it comes to the Disney properties that, that I really, really appreciate because it's, it's something that not a lot of companies have and, and they really do take care of their properties and make sure um, that, that nothing's tainted. It's like, it's like Nintendo, right? You, you won't see, uh, you won't see Nintendo, you won't see, you know, Mario, you know, blasting you know goombas into a million bloody pieces because it's it's, exactly you know it is is what it is you know nintendo is the same way they they really um protect their properties but at the same time joe we we need to see that uh there's a lot of properties that disney can bring in from fox and with there's you know rumor streaming service and uh and and being a competitor to say netflix or amazon prime they i'm sure that they really want to get some properties on board so they can have some content on their on their platform too so yeah it sounds like there's a lot of um conversation at disney like it makes sense from like so many different standpoints, but it sounds like Disney's also putting a, a pretty significant priority on their plans for their new streaming service. Since we've talked about the launch of that yeah. new streaming service, it seems like they have a lot of things that they're planning, and you know it was it affects in multiple ways. But this is one way that could really boost their streaming service. If you bring in 21st Century Fox films and then Disney films, I mean, yes, obviously they don't have like the Sony films or. You know, WB films on, on maybe that might be on their property, uh, you know, on their on their platform, I should say. Um, but that gives them a lot more stuff to showcase and a lot more possibility on future um, things. Now, of course, the first thing that some people started to say is like, I don't want this to be the case because then this changes like you know, you've never gotten like the R-rated Logan movie or the Deadpool yep. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that that that's probably true, um, but. I don't jump to the conclusions. We really don't know what this means, even if they are to make a purchase. I think these conversations will be revisited. I feel like they're negotiating through the press because no one has come out and debunked and said this is not happening. They've both been both been very quiet on. Yeah, this. The, I think the, the um, Bloomberg I, article that I saw said that uh, they are no longer in talks, but it's a news outlet reporting it. Like they asked Disney and they don't say anything. They asked Fox and they don't say anything. So. Uh, rumor is that they, you know, talks have ceased, but they did come to some sort of agreement that you know, we don't know what it is. So I, I guess we'll find out soon. I'm hoping that we find out soon because I am really excited for this. When I saw this, I was like, oh, no way. They're finally bringing the X-Men back home. And then Hugh Jackman had said that it's like the only way that that he'll come back as Wolverine is that if he's in the MCU, you know, you got those things. Cause I'm sure that Fox is trying to get Jackman to do another Wolverine movie. And I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Logan mate was yeah, crazy. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they're trying to get him uh, back, but he said, it's like, no, I'm maybe, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be the hero. We all deserve and bring, bring these two companies together. 
Yeah. Well, man. We can yeah. only dream, Obed. Maybe we'll have an update on this in the future. I I hope we have a positive yeah. one if that happens. Yeah, we're so hoping we'll to have have something on this soon. Um, Jill, real quick, uh, before we jump into to our, our last section today, uh, you can now earn money by getting trophies on PS4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read this over the weekend. Break this down for me, man, because I I, it I know it can't be your past trophies. It also like the new ones, and you have to opt into this program. Correct. Explain so this it's, to me, this man. basically uh, using the Sony Rewards, which you can use to purchase movies, uh, and I'm pretty sure that there's a, a couple of other electronics in there that you can actually purchase. Um, and this is the kind of like the same rewards that the Sony credit card has. Uh, so you keep you earn points that you can redeem for movies or games uh, or, you know, uh, I'm assuming some 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 of their electronics. Um, so new trophies uh, that. And, and you're correct, this is not this is not uh, retroactive. So if you already have a million <laughs> platinum trophies, this is not going back. Uh, so this is like for brand new stuff. So um, the points basically equals pennies. Like if you have 100 silver trophies, you will get 100 points, which equals $1. So 25 gold trophies, which equals to 250 points, um, that's $2.50. And then if you have 10 platinum trophies, that's 10 bucks. And and then you can redeem that. Uh, at the uh, at the Sony Rewards store, and then from there you can get you know, like I said, movies, games, whatever, whatever they're whatever else they're offering there. Uh, so this is very interesting um, incentive for people to actually get trophies, and that's cool. Oh yeah, no, I, it, it's it's I like rewards programs. I mean, it's only going to be select games you can actually like you know opt in to actually use those yeah. on. So. You know, it's limited, but it's it's still cool nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a that's, that's a you know quick tidbit there that uh, that that I found really really interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, Joe, moving on to the last section today. I know it's been a packed episode, and we've had a a lot to talk about. Uh, of course, Black Friday is coming up, and and a lot of yeah. retailers have already released their uh their ads um so if you guys are interested of course i'm not we're not going to plug in any websites but you know google's a thing uh <laughs> but uh yeah a lot of good stuff out there man uh good deals on you know ipads and movies are super cheap this year and there are a lot of 4k movies for 10 bucks and uh, like right now they're uh best buy i know that already started doing some of their deals like some of the deals that are, are advertised for black friday uh they've already started um but there's some you know really decent deals on uh on game consoles like i believe be- both best buy and kohl's are gonna have the xbox one s at s not the x so <laughs> s as in sam not x as an x-ray um <laughs> so <laughs> So they're gonna have it for one eighty nine ninety nine, uh, both both Best Buy and Kohl's, um, and uh, they they're gonna have the uh, a, a PS four 
uh, the standard PS4 Slim for for two hundred. Uh, Joe, something really cool that I saw Best Buy is going to have the LG UHD Blu-ray player for ninety nine dollars, and then and then the Sony UHD Blu-ray player, the same model I got the X eight hundred for one fifty. Yeah, so like that's the cool thing about the deals is like not only are they having these amazing deals on the 4K Blu-ray, like the Blu-rays themselves, um, the 4K Blu-rays themselves, but then having the players like on those amazing deals, like 150 bucks for that yeah. for that Sony Blu-ray. Uh, that's, that's a solid that's, that's player. Great. It's it's really fast. Like like read time is really fast. Uh, it's never crashed. I've never had an issue with it. It's um, and I use it I use it on a weekly basis. Um, and it's been, it's worked great so far. So um, if you guys are interested on grabbing one of those things, if you guys have, you know, a 4K uh, TV and or 4K with HDR, I would say take advantage of it because at that price, um, it's worth it. And 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 movies are coming down. You know, um, movies are they were around 35. Uh, I think I paid 27, 28 for Spider Man. Um, so movies are coming down, nice. you know, and and you don't get just a movie; you also get the regular Blu-ray. So if you don't have, you can just start future-proofing your your collection at this point. You know that's probably the smart thing to do, even if you don't have one of these devices. You can just buy, uh, you know, purchase it and then watch the regular the regular Blu-ray at a, you know until you you can actually get uh, get the device. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff, man. A lot of good deals on games. Um, like I think Target's gonna have like Resident Evil uh, Seven for uh, for fifteen bucks. Um, I think Best Buy's gonna have Tekken Seven for twenty five or twenty. There's there's a lot yeah. of good stuff out there. A lot of you know good deals on receivers and speakers. So if you guys are home theater buffs like I am, uh, this is probably gonna be a good time to grab you know either a decent sound bar for a, for a good price or. Um, or you know an actual you know five dot one seven dot one surround sound system, however, however you want to set it up. Um, but yeah, just that uh, we just wanted to throw this in in here, um, just real quick, and because it, it's fun, man. Whenever whenever this time of year comes in and we you get to see all these sort of crazy deals, of course, you know uh, <laughs> this does this doorbuster thing. I I never do it. I usually go in a little later during the day, but. Uh, you know, if, if you're into that kind of thing, just going in on Thanksgiving, go eat your turkey and then go to Best Buy or one of these other retailers that have good deals. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the, the things that people don't realize, too, is like a lot of these companies have started doing a lot of um, like online and in store yep. at the same time. So you don't have to <laughs> like have this crazy mad dash for some people. Um, I, but yet regardless, there's always doorbusters. Um, like there's a really good, I saw a really good, like 4k. I, I want to say it was, I don't know if it was sharp or Toshiba, like a 55 inch or something. It's like a doorbuster for like 279 yeah. or something like that. Like that's, that's a good, crazy yeah. good deal. But like doorbuster, you know, sleep outside. We'll see it. You know, in a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing on the Switch, man. The Switch, they're, they're advertising everything at regular prices. Like, you you get nothing. 
<laughs> well, I remember you and I, we talked about this before, like just between the two of us, where we where I asked you like, hey, you think they're going to have any good Switch deals? And you're like, yeah. no, not this year. And I asked you the same thing about the Pro. Like I was like, hey, do you think we're going to have any good deals? And no, I didn't see anything with that either. There's nothing on the PS4 Pro. It's just a regular price. Actually, I think the only thing I saw is Best Buy is giving you a free copy of uh, Homecoming on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, oh, that's what good. Best Buy is doing. Uh, but but nothing like no bundles or anything. Uh, Xbox, the Xbox One X is not on any ad at all. Like, yeah. Wow. So it's, it's totally MIA. Um, but there's a, there's a, you know, uh, computers, video cards, monitors, and of course, you know, I'm sure that Amazon is going to have some amazing deals as well. Um, it, yeah, I, I usually, I find it really hard to shop on Amazon for some reason on Black Friday because nothing's ever there. <laughs> it's like everything's gone already, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it's gone. but uh, I may, I may just be looking into a security system for, for the house. So I may, I may keep, keep an eye out for that. See, see what I can find. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's what we got for you guys this week. Uh, Joel, unless Joel, unless you have anything else. No, that, that's it. I want to go ahead and jump right into our, our closing here where we're asking you guys to please stay connected with us on social media. Um, thank you for making us a part of your day, Blessing the Low Time Podcast. But if you'd stay connected with us by following us at No Low Time, that's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Uh, we also would love to hear your feedback to us by sending an email to nolowtime at gmail.com. That's nolowtime at gmail.com. We're excited about the future of the show. I will also ask you to please subscribe to our show on Google Play or iTunes. If you're subscribing on iTunes, take some time, drop us a quick review on there. Um, your feedback is much appreciated. As always, we value you guys who listen to our show and all our new listeners. Thank you so much for, for joining in. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed by some of the new stuff we got planned. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys uh, for tuning in and uh, like Joel said, just drop us a line, send us uh, some feedback, and let us know how we're doing. Um, and uh, Joel, for the uh, song of the show, what I have this week is the main theme for Horizon Zero Dawn. So I'll leave you guys with that track, and you guys enjoy, and we'll see you next week. See ya.